Episode 35, Part 2 of our interview with consultant Charlie Cook. Welcome to Radio War Stories with your hosts, Dave Jagger and Don Nelson. The very first I heard of you, uh, Jerry and I, my, my late wife, were, we worked at KVIC in Victoria here in Texas. Part of her production responsibilities were to, uh, when we flipped the top 40 to the FM, uh, they put a country station on the automated AM. And she was the one that had to dub your country countdown show. What was it called? American Country Countdown? Or? No, no. It was called, um, what was it called? There was, there was a, a, a two-time-a-day show called Coors Country News, sponsored by Coors. And a uh, countdown show with my friend Janine Wolf as my co-host called I don't know what it's called. I, well, maybe it was the, it, it might like have been the Coors thing or one of the those two shows. We I'm ran sure on Charlie AM. was involved, it had a great name. Well, <laughs> she would come into the studio, she, she <laughs> would come in and just start laughing out loud, or I'd look through the window, I could see her in the, in the production studio and they're dubbing these things, and she would just be laughing her head off because she'd say, man, this guy Charlie Cook that's doing this show that we're putting over on the am he's hilarious it's his comments in between it wasn't so much what you were doing for the actual news cuts it were your comments in between the actual cuts themselves so you were gagging and joking with the producer or whomever i guess yeah and so that's the first i heard lowry was uh, the he uh, i don't know him but she all i know is that she would come in and just be laughing and then sure enough after we moved to san antonio and then moved to michigan a few years later uh guess what mike mcveigh is hired charlie cook comes in to clean up the morning show now did you do a lot of am radio stations i mean excuse me ac stations back then or just a few I, i i didn't i did mostly country uh but i i probably had four or five AC stations that I would visit on an irregular basis. And I think, you know, I'm a Michigander, and I think maybe that would be part of why I would go into Michigan and, and, and work right. with, uh, with you guys. Well, I remember the very first time we met, uh, and we sat in the conference room over there. Don, Charlie taught me one of the lessons that I'll never forget, and I brought it up to him virtually every time we speak, so he's got to be tired of hearing it. But I said something. I, I don't know that we were necessarily that cocky. And I didn't really push back. Jerry didn't push back against having a consultant. That didn't bother us at all because we needed the help. We knew that. But uh, Charlie said, I said something to Charlie or he had mentioned something. And I said, well, I, I don't think I'll ever do anything like that. And he just looked at me and he goes, I really don't believe people who say they will never do something. <laughs> And I looked at him and I went, oh, you're right, because everybody always turns around and ends up doing that thing anyway. Uh, so that was, our, that was my first lesson learned from Charlie Cook. And once again, I want to go back to, the, to his approach. I, I, I don't know if we were a-holes when you first worked with us or not, Charlie. I, 
I remember a few of those things. Uh, the one guy that we did were, were jerks to was, oh, my God, I can't remember. Cleveland. Dave Popovich came in, and we did hit, give him a lot of grief. Uh, and I don't remember who the woman was that was with him. She was a big programmer at the time, and she was just kind of sitting there with her hand over her mouth trying to keep from laughing because Dave came in and just started railing on us. But that's another story. Charlie, you... And the way you approached your consultancy and the way you approached talent, at least for me and Jerry, I mean, you just couldn't help but like this guy. He never would say, you need to do this and you need to do that. I mean, it was always, why don't you try? Or let's look at doing something a little bit differently or whatever. And so it was a lot a lot more gentle to handle talent who can be total a-holes because of their egos, uh, and that was a much better way to handle it. Is that the way you approached it with talent like that? Well, I, you know, I look at I fell in love with you guys right away. I just thought you were so talented, and Jerry was just so quick and witty and funny, and and you were both self-effacing. That um, so I, you know, I didn't have any wall built up between. Uh, us at any point I came in already liking you guys a lot and and Dave I, I can't remember Dave's last name the news guy you had um, uh, the, our news guy was Chuck Latour Chuck Latour that's what I mean Chuck yeah. Latour and I just I thought he had so much talent um, that he he fit with you guys perfectly and um, I just I liked your show so the best thing I could do uh, while working with you guys was kind of just encourage you and and continue to help you move along that that's that's almost always now i have sat down uh with morning show talent and um i'll spend the first half hour listening to them uh tell me everything that i'm supposed to know and um <laughs> And sometimes that's not uh, the best way to work with a consultant. <laughs> I also, I thought you were going to say something. I, I, and Don may remember this. I, I don't know if it ever came up in, in any meeting that he and I were in. But I would go into meetings as a consultant, and the staff would come in, and I'd look around the table, and no one would have paper or pencil. And I would always say, it is conceivable that in the next 60 minutes, I may say something that you want to remember. I'll wait till you go get paper and pencil. <laughs> well, I, I remember Jerry always taking paper and pencil into any meeting that we went into. I, I thought we both did. I could be wrong. But, uh, yeah, I never quite understood if you were going to go into some kind of programming meeting not to be able to have something to write with and write it down. Charlie, just, just as a matter of curiosity, uh, how does a consultant approach one of the world's great talents like Jim Kerr? When, when you were with us Ooh, at that's a yeah. yeah you know jim i mean you you don't get in his way you try to uh get alongside of him and and um just kind of maybe bump him in the right direction every once in a while because mm -hmm. jim yeah there's an incredibly talented uh person but jim didn't totally and you'll remember this Don. He didn't, he, he wasn't necessarily part of the country life group. 
at that right. point. Right. And so that I think that's the only way I could help him was mm-hmm. to just kind of steer him in the in the country life group so that he he knew who he was talking to every morning. Very good point. Thank you. That that's that's a very interesting observation. Yeah. Because Jim is is unquestionably one of the greatest talents I ever worked with. Oh, yeah. uh, but he was a great talent no matter what format he was in. Yep. 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 And so and 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 uh, very often great talent can do that in any format. But there is a um, you know, there's still a sensitivity towards uh, your specific genre on the radio that you need mm-hmm. to speak to. Right. And, right. And he wasn't always on that uh, same page. He couldn't quite deal with friends in low places sometimes, right? <laughs> That's right. He had friends in low places, though. You can guarantee that. <laughs> Uh, I don't want you to name any names, but uh, give me an example or give us an example, if you can, of somebody that you really didn't look forward to going in to talk to as a consultant. If there was anybody like that, I don't know anybody that wouldn't get along with you, Charlie, because you're such an easygoing guy. Well, in, in all honesty, I, I, if I gave it a lot of thought, I mean, I, go you know across the country and do stations and i can figure it out but maybe i have this demeanor because if i don't get along with someone i just exercise them from my uh memory <laughs> i really do that's good that's good that way you don't fret over it that's a good idea yeah, you know, I don't. that's a, that's a phenomenal thing uh, charlie because i have been accused for years of if there is someone that I don't like, I can't remember their name. <laughs> yeah, no, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, think, yeah. Why, why do you need them in that's your a life? Great way to approach. Yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's one person in the business that I didn't get along with, but in my and I know who it was, and I won't say his name, but he was just a mean person who I believe. And I've said this even to him, that he would get up every day with a goal of ruining someone's day. <laughs> and um, and so, you know, I haven't spoken to him in seven years, eight years, 10 years. I don't know. But um, that's the only person I think. And you know what? Uh, you know, you got you, you to gotta forgive people and you just got to move on. It makes you wonder how these guys get into positions in, in an industry that is involved in communications and yet they have trouble communicating or don't want to. I mean, everybody goes to work every now and again and I'm having a bad day. Okay. Everybody can understand that. But to do that all the time, that I don't know. You know, this week uh, we, we uh, got the notice that uh, Tom Brokaw was retiring and the book that Tom wrote, uh, the greatest generation, about the World War II people. Uh, I would hope that there is someone uh, in our circle these days who can write a book about the greatest generation of radio broadcasters, because it's a totally different business today than it was when I was in it. And that's the area that I think still should be considered as the greatest generation. 
Well, I'm not sure I would get into the business today. I mean, because I got in wild eyed. I I was a disc jockey in Petoskey, Michigan, uh, making $110 a week for a 50 hour week. I made $2.10 an hour. I got 75 uh, bucks a week. So you were way ahead of me. Yeah, I know. I would have had to buy lunch every day. Yeah. Um, And, and nobody will do that. Today. No. <laughs> they don't buy lunch anymore, huh, Charlie? Okay. No, no, they don't do that. But, um, you know, I, oh, I, if I may, I'll tell you a quick little story on, on why, kind of. Uh, when I was in high school, I was in um, the debate uh, class and forensics and, you know, speech giving and stuff. Mm-hmm. And our class was invited to go to J.P. McCarthy's show. Ooh. J.P. Uh, was the morning guy in WJR in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And he also did a 12.15 to 1 o'clock show each day uh, right after Paul Harvey. And um, so my class was invited uh, to go down there. And we were, we were in the audience, and he was interviewing his guests. It was a talk show, obviously, and he was interviewing his guests. And one of the guests was Jackie DeShannon. Now, I had been talking to the person next to me, and Hal Youngblood, who was the producer of that show, this is over 50 years ago, and I remember this guy's name. (laughs) I don't know what I had for lunch today. but So he taps me on the shoulder, and I thought, ah, son of a gun. You know, I'm getting kicked out because I was talking. And he says, your teacher said, you should be the one I choose to go and um, and uh, sit up there with Jackie. Oh, and wow. JP. Well, I mean, I'm in 11th grade, maybe 12th grade, maybe. I don't know. And <clears throat> so I get up there and JP says to me, uh, so do you have any questions for Jackie? Now, I had been talking to the person next to me, but listening out of my other ear. And I said, uh, you earlier mentioned so-and-so and so-and-so, and and I did a follow-up question. And they both looked at me like, what the hell? Where where, where did that come from? Wow. (laughs) And after she answered it, JP says, wow, what, what's your name? And what do you want to do? And I said, I'd really like your job. And everybody laughed. So I, I get, I get out of school. I'm going to college and I'm driving a dry cleaner's truck. That was my, that was my job. I, I delivered dry cleaning and uh, his aunt was on my road. And so I'm doing this for a year or so. And she's a lovely lady. And one day I go up to her and I said, well, I want to say goodbye. I, I got a job in radio. I'm moving to Petoskey, Michigan, and I just want to thank you for everything. And JP called the cleaners I worked. There was no cell phone then, obviously, and asked for me and, and remembered me from that day. I'm sure his aunt reminded him because I told her um, and wished me all the luck in the world. And if there was anything he could ever do for me to let him know, he was the biggest guy in detroit oh yeah for years in detroit oh yeah and and he took a second a a couple of minutes to track me down and call me and wish me luck now if you don't think that teaches you how to treat other people then you really aren't paying attention Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. that's an amazing story uh jp was uh 
a legend all across, well, obviously for years. I, I remember uh, our general manager who was from Michigan told me, if anybody who's anybody comes through Detroit, they want to be on JP's show. Yes. Yeah. But, I but mean, it didn't make any difference. Enough, Bob, but... Hope, whoever. And sometimes they would have to tell him no because he was already booked up. So, uh, you know. But but to me, that's a very interesting story because I, I think it's true 99.9% of the time. The big guys, the people who are real talents, are the ones that are the easiest to approach, the easiest to get along with, the easiest to, to ask for help with. It's the little guys that are the rough ones, you know? I think you're right, Don. Yeah, absolutely. Charlie, we could go on for hours, but I, I know you, it's getting close to your bedtime. What is it out there? It's probably, yeah, it's, it's almost, almost 8 o'clock. Seven o'clock right? It's almost it's 8 o'clock out there on the East Coast or in, in the Eastern time. So. Yeah, <laughs> and no, I don't I'm want in the Central time zone, but it's, it's, it's late enough for me. I, 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 I may not be getting into bed right now, but I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you said you had a tough day, and we appreciate you taking the time for us. Uh, we're going to be talking to Mike pretty soon, too. So uh, I, uh, we're looking forward to tell him, telling him just how much we love working with you. I mean, Charlie, when we lived in, uh, when Jerry and I lived in Nashville or in, in uh, Franklin, we went out to lunch with uh, Charlie and his lovely bride and, and uh, Izzy a couple of times. So uh, we just, she really misses, na- missed Nashville when we moved and would have moved back in a heartbeat, I guarantee. Well, you know, and I, I um, called Suzanne. My, Suzanne lives in California. and uh, I called her after you and I talked the other day, Dave, and she went on for 10 minutes about, how much she misses Jerry, how much she thought of her on election day, because Jerry and I have different political views, have different <laughs> political views. And, uh, but even with that, he keeps this demeanor, Don. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> some people we know that we work with. But um, she just went on and on about how, how much she missed Jerry and how much she enjoyed the time that the times that we did get to uh, Thank spend you. time together. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And when we moved to Texas, she missed talking to Suzanne. She really did. She really enjoyed her time with her as well. So, Charlie, it's phenomenal to see you again on our, our Zoom as we are recording this. Uh, it's, it's great to chat with you again. Damn, it was great working with you back in the day. Don, I, I, I really treasure that time. I honestly do. You were so generous to allow me to... Uh, to become involved in the radio station. And I think we did good work together and I really appreciate it. Thank you. All the best, my friend. All right, guys, be good, be careful, be safe, wear a mask. You too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Radio War Stories. We'll be back next week.